Welcome to the HU Piratship Podcast. You can find us at www.hupirateship.com where we talk about the pirates. It's free and anyone can join. Verified pirates are treated to inside information about HU and HU Athletics. I'm your host, Tariq, a.k.a. Big Greek from the HU Piratship, uh, and I'm a 2000 alum. And of course, we have Hamptonite from the HU Piratship. What's going on, man? Man, nothing much, man. You know, that's the time of the year, you know, so it's tournament time. Both women's teams and men's teams are on the hunt for a MEAC title. So, you know, nothing but all smiles over here. Yep, no doubt. And uh, as a result, we have a pretty packed podcast. So we're going to get right to it. So, yeah, this is our third podcast for 2016. So um, hopefully we're getting better. There's a lot going on uh, right now around HU Athletics. So this uh, this episode, we're going to talk about uh, men's, uh, women's basketball, you know, men's basketball, give you updates on how both teams are doing and uh, what the outlook is for the rest of the season. Uh, we'll talk about the 2016 football schedule that came out, and then we'll uh, talk about the 2016 signing day. And, of course, we'll talk about the la- lacrosse uh, program and, 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 you know, its uh, historic uh, debut uh, this past weekend. So we'll get right to it. So we'll lead off with uh, women's basketball team is uh, overall 11 and 13, 9 and 2 in the conference. They won their last game against Morgan State 60 to 47. Um not really much going on. I mean, you know, um you look, you know, it's uh, still the uh, Malia Tate DeFrida show, um you know, with the supporting cast who's, you know, chipping in due to injuries and some other things. So um she leads uh team in in most in uh scoring and uh, she and Kayla Lupo pretty much lead in all statistical categories, and then we have everyone else filling in to help out and uh, doing their best. So we just really need them, those two, to keep playing well, and, and you know everyone to keep uh, you know uh, uh, filling in their roles. Um, if we look at the rest of the season, uh, the ladies close out with uh, Coppin State, Delaware State, Howard uh, play Delaware State again, and then of course they close the season with uh, at Norfolk State on March 3rd. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty much in the driver's seat um, to win the regular season crown. Uh, none of those teams have winning records. So, I mean, I'm expecting them to run the table. You know, you can have a hiccup, but um, they're pre- sitting pretty pretty uh, sweet uh, to end the uh, season. Uh, I'll just go uh, down to MEAC standings really quickly. Um, Hampton's in first place at 9-2, and two, followed up by Bethune-Cookman. At nine and three, and North Carolina T A and T is also nine and three. Morgan State they're nine and three, and Florida A and M is at seven and four. And then we have the rest of the teams kind of uh, mixed in the middle. Um, so uh, it's pretty much it. They've done their work early, so they can uh, just um, you know win and, and get a nice uh, first place seed for the tournament. So, what's your thoughts on the ladies, Hampton tonight? You know what? I've seen a few games this year. Um, of course, the leader takes the three. This is is the best thing since sliced bread. She is the, the engine to the offense, the, uh, the Pirate, Lady Pirates team. Um, I watched her at Howard where she literally hit on think, over 20 points in the second half. And, you know, I, I, I mean, as far as she goes, that's as far as the team goes. You know, she does have a nice uh, complement of players. You know, of course, there's Ariana Davis, Taylor Lupo. But, I mean, they are, well, I would say, they're solid pieces, but the team can only go as far as, you know, their leader can take them. And they do have some nice pieces, I'd say, that are still still learning the game. 
you know, Kasich does like having those smaller guards. But, you know what, I mean, I'm really impressed with um, how they are playing down the stretch. They did have a hiccup with Howard, and I do see, you know, they do have Morgan State coming up, Coppin State, Delaware State, Howard, and, of course, Delaware State again. You know, these aren't really perennial uh, big players in the MEAC, you know. Uh, but Blue Cookman is, is right behind uh, the Lady Pirates. And I think with the way that the schedule's set up, I think the lady, it's going to be hard to, to, for the Lady Pirates to, uh, to lose some of these games. Because some of these teams that they're playing, I would say, are, are just struggling. And I think that if Six keeps the pedal to the metal, they could uh, win out or probably go four out of the five games, and that will be enough to still win the MEAC title. But the Phil Cookman is right on their heels with one game behind. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they they could have a hiccup or two. I mean, at most yeah. two, but definitely one, because even if they lost one and they're tied with North Carolina team, the way I was doing the math, it looks like they control those tiebreakers. So they could lose one of these games, which they, yeah. they already lost to Howard, so it could happen, and they could still – get that first round by in a regular regular season uh, championship. David so, Six. Yep. David Six is not going to lose to Howard twice, I promise you. No, you lost to Howard. <laughs> you lost to Howard with the last second shot. And I, I give Howard credit. They played hard. They won late. But he is not going to lose to Howard at home <laughs> in late in February. I'll say that. Yep. Agree. Agree. Yeah. I'll, let's write that down. So, yeah, man, I think yeah, they've done their work early. Um, so they can, um, you know, they put themselves in a really good position to, to finish strong and uh, get the regular season uh, title. So, yeah, we're, we're both expecting them to win a regular season and, and head into the tournament strong. So, uh, yeah, man, let's jump over to the men's team. Now, the men, they're, they're playing very well right now. They're 15-9 and nine overall, 10-2 and two in conference. They won their last two. Um, and they're you know seven and two at home. So um, and they're two of their last uh, four games are at home. So they're also in a well, very good position to uh, win a regular season uh, MEAC title. Um, the key for the men though is they have to stay healthy. I mean they're hurting right now. Darden is hurt, but he's playing. All these guys are playing. Darden's hurt. Chivas is hurt. Presley is hurt. But they're all playing and playing well. Uh, but they just hopefully those injuries don't get any worse and they can find. Uh, some time to get some rest against this, these teams that they're playing. Um, we shall see. Uh, but, yeah, um, they, they've also put themselves in a good position as well because um, currently they are in first place in the MEAC at 10-2, and two, followed up by Norfolk State, and then Norfolk State at 9-2, and two, and then South Carolina State is 9-3. and three. So those are the top three teams. Uh, Hampton finishes up uh, against Delaware State twice. They've got Howard at home and they've got Norfolk State at home. So, those are all going to be tough games. Delaware State's not playing, you know, well, so they conceivably should win those games. But Howard and Norfolk State will be two battles. So um, I think the, the Pirates are going to have to lean on Reggie Johnson to just kind of stay hot. I mean, sometimes he takes those shots and, and you get a little scared. But once he gets hot, I mean, he'll, he'll take over the game. So I think he's going to have to do that down the stretch. And I think he's up for the task. <laughs> I don't think he minds that at all. So um, we're going to need him to step up and, and, and just kind of let the guys rest a little bit if they can. And also see if we can get some more production from the young, younger guys because they're starting to fill in quite nicely. So um, they're in the driver's seat. They just have to take care of business and, um, you know, try and win at least three out of these last four games, and they can also win a regular season title. 
So, uh, hey, what's your thoughts on the on the men? Now, you were at that Howard game, man. I've seen a bunch of their games too. I haven't seen them live in in a couple of weeks. But how was that Howard game, man? Oh, I would say this. Um, I took my pregnant wife with me to the Howard game, and <laughs> and okay, that was uh, mistake number one. But <laughs> but I mean, I will be honest. You know, Howard fans are extremely rude. Uh, they gave Hampton uh, uh, visiting fans one section, and we brought a rather large contingent to the game. We actually needed, uh, I would say, two sections, and their band took up two sections. And, I mean, now, I'm in a conference, and I would think that two sections are sections that you would need to sell. And those were, if a paying customer needed those seats, then you, you would scale that band down a little bit. But, you know, I digress, let it go. It's Howard. They did it because they Howard. Um, I will say this. Um, I, I do think that you are absolutely correct when you say uh, Darden, Chevious, and Presley are, you know, are definitely not healthy. And, uh, you know, we did watch the Morgan State game and, of course, the North Carolina um, Central game where you can just tell the team is just playing. It's like they're playing on one leg. And you've got to credit um, uh, Joyner, Buck Joyner, for keeping these guys focused because it is very hard. Cause, and, and I'll say this too, every team that I've seen Hampton play this year has given them their best game. Their best game, you know. Norfolk State, they came into uh, the Convocation Center and they really wanted to win that game. I mean, I do think that, you know, some plays didn't go their way late, later on in, um, in the game. And I just, you know, it, it, I think the experience of Hampton overcame that, along with North Carolina Central. And I just think uh, that uh, Joyner is going to definitely have to go back into a bench a little bit. You know, we have seen Lawrence Cook play, and he's actually made some very good plays late in the game. And we've seen, uh, we've seen Deontay Adams play, a team Mitchell play, Charles Wilson, Phil Fisher. Those are not really scores but they are experienced players who can add a lot of depth to the game. Now, as we look at the schedule um, um, for the remainder of the season, you know, they got Delaware State twice. Delaware State's a bottom feeder, and I don't want to add any fuel to their fire, but, you know, if we, you know, show up to play, and I mean show up to play, then, you know, we could really, you know, we could really uh, win those two. And then, of course, we got Howard back at Hampton, and I know Howard is going to be ready to play there, but if Hampton plays like they played against Howard last time, then they can beat Howard. And then I think the last thing, which I think it will probably will be the championship for the NEAC regular season, will be at Apples Hall at Norfolk. And the reason why is because Norfolk State is, what, 9-3. And, and um, their schedule, I think they, I, I saw like some Cookman, Morgan State, you know, Howard on there. You know, they have some, I would say, some uh, some programs that, you know, are still, in, not, I would say, in the hunt, but they really want to, they really want to win. <laughs> and, you know, their schedule doesn't shape up as good as ours. So, I mean, but we still have to be, you know, uh, ready, you know, because North State is not going to let Hampton just walk in there. And I hope this is, I hope this game won't be a tiebreaker for Hampton. Because I just want to win it outright, and I don't want to share anything, especially with North State. <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That that is true. And, and man, you raise a great point. 
with the uh, you know the way teams have been getting up for Hampton. Now, I've seen a bunch of games this year that you know just didn't involve Hampton, just different and you know college teams you know live and for some reason you're right. This year, every all of Hampton's opponents have gotten up for them. Now you know I don't know if you know if it's the way we play where we make games close, but every game I've watched the Pirates play has been intense. You know it's like. Maybe because they had so much success in the tournament and they had the bullseye, but you're right. I mean, they've had to get up for every single game this year. So they they weathered the storm so far. So yes, so big props to uh, Coach Joyner for keeping the boys focused because uh, they've needed it, man. They they've gotten everyone's best shot, especially in the conference this year. So absolutely, great point. absolutely. And haven't you noticed? Um, um, I've seen this. Um, I saw this live and I saw this on TV. Bum Joyner hypes up the crowd, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, and, and, you know, I love that. But I'll say this, too. Uh, you know, opposing teams do not like that. And I saw that when he did it against Norfolk State. Right when, right before the buzzer beater, he started hyping up the crowd. Now, if I was Norfolk State, I would call that class. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean but, but think about it. I mean, like he knows that 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 everybody is with them, and you know so and you know you think about it if you're a boxer and everybody's giving you their best shot and you still win, yeah you gotta you gotta get a little confidence. So you know props and kudos to the coaching staff, you know, for the men's basketball team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they better they better enjoy it now because unless Coach Jordan has a, a ace up his sleeve that we don't know about. <laughs> they lose. Yeah. Their eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he better have somebody there waiting to transfer that we don't know about or some, some phenom coming in, man, because it's going to be you better enjoy this year now. So, but uh, let's hope. Yeah, we, yeah. He's going to reload, but I'm just, you're right. I mean, we better yeah. have fun <laughs> right while we can. Absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, man. So yeah, let's let's uh, let's good stuff, man. It's gonna be a good good finish. Um, and we always talk about the scheduling and Miac scheduling and how things just don't make sense. But they kind of lucked out this year putting uh, Hampton and Norfolk State at the last game of the year. Now the only thing they could do to make that even better was actually put that on TV. I mean, that would be yeah. the best game, a best product that the Miac could possibly put on the floor. Uh, this this year is unfortunate that that's not going to be on TV. So, absolutely, and I I just do not understand. I mean, who's in charge of making uh, is ESPN you? ESPN. I mean, do they schedule this game? ESPN. Yeah. They probably said, "Hey guys, we got these three dates. <laughs> y'all y'all give us some games on these dates." You know, what I mean, despite I mean, really, Morgan State on a Monday night at the Convocation Center in a the thicket of the semester. Those, those, kids in the, those kids are in the library studying or they're in their rooms playing Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they could not give Hampton and Norfolk State a game on a, I mean, on a Friday or Saturday night. And now, that's a packed game, oh, you know. Man, man. I mean, and I do agree, like, North Carolina Special versus Hampton, that was, a, that was an awesome game on those. Yeah, it was. It was. Yep, I had front rows, front row seats for that one. That was a great game. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. It'll be a good finish. So, yeah, let's move on to 2016 football schedule. So it's finally out. Um, details have been trickling out for a couple of weeks, but we finally have the entire schedules in front of us. So we'll go through uh, some of the highlights and uh, just give some thoughts on what we think we might see uh, from some of these opponents this year. So. 
Um, let's see. We'll just go down the list and then add some details in. Uh, they start out at Old Dominion uh, this year. Um, next is uh, William and Mary at home. Then they got Howard at the Nation's Classic uh, September 17th in D.C. Then uh, they come back. Uh, they actually get a bye week that next week, and then they're at North Carolina A&T on October 1st, and then they're at Dover on uh, October 8th uh, to play Delaware State. October 15th is Morgan State at home for homecoming. That's actually a pretty good game because uh, Morgan State is going to have a new coach. So a good time to schedule them for homecoming, I guess. You never know. Um, October 22nd is uh, we got Florida A&M. We're actually in Tallahassee, play Florida A&M. October 29th, South Carolina State at Hampton. That's going to be a big game, as always. Uh, then Savannah State at Hampton, November 12th. Actually, there's a bye after South Carolina State on November 12th. Uh, then we got the Battle of the Bay on, on, on November 19th. That's a little bit curious. And then uh, November 26th, Coastal Carolina. Um, so it's going to be an interesting schedule. Just some highlights, and I'll let you jump in half the night. Uh, there's five home games, um, eight uh, MIAC games this year. We played two BCS uh, teams this year. Um, Good. They don't appear to be huge beatdown games, but you know we we should be overmatched there. But hopefully we'll make those competitive. And then this year we have curious you know curious to see that we have two bye weeks this year after having no bye weeks this past year. So I guess we kind of made up for that. Um, my highlight game early on this year is actually William and Mary. So I think that <laughs> William and Mary lost game from last year stung. I mean. I don't know Maynard at all personally, but I think from, you know, the, the things I could tell about the program and some of the things I'm hearing, I mean, that William & Mary game left a mark. So I think that's sort of like a measuring stick for the team to see um, how they're progressing. Um, yeah, that's 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 my highlight game for the year. And, and also, which is a little bit, uh, they're playing Coastal Carolina November 26th. Now they're moving up to <laughs> FCS, but that means that, there ain't going to be no playoffs. Now, we've discussed that <laughs> all year, you know, many episodes. Yeah. Where basically, you know, playoffs are a long shot anyway for the MEAC now because of this celebration bowl. But this is basically saying we, we're we not even playing for the playoffs. All our eggs are in that celebration bowl basket with playing Coastal Carolina on November 26th. So I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Um, uh, we shall see. I mean, that, that game is really – I don't know. I don't know. Still trying to trying to trying to trying to wrap my arms around that one. But uh that's enough of me yapping about the schedule, man. What what's your thoughts on the schedule here tonight? Um, at first when it first came out I was very upset about the schedule. But, you know, as I as I look at it, I think it's a very competitive schedule. You know, of course you have Old Dominion first and, you know that game actually translates well on television, you know. So I, I, I mean, I can understand that first game of the year, lots of emotion. Now, the William & Mary game, okay, of course, I went to the last William & Mary game in Williamsburg, and I just watched William & Mary's offensive line and defensive line just decimate Hampton's, you know, line. And I do agree with you that, you know, that is a measuring stick, you know. And, I mean, I looked at the players that William & Mary has to hear the answer, you know. Well, I mean... The players, I would say, were similar, you know, similar size, similar stature. They probably were, I would say, you know, a couple more two-star players in Hampton. But, you know, I would say the players were equal. I just think that the preparation 
the athletic preparation of the women married players was a little bit better than handsome players. You know, the execution, I mean, you could just see it when they played. You know, they had the confidence to swagger, which Hampton had not. And, you know, Maynard is definitely instilling that. Uh, the Nations Classic, the Howard, yeah, that's understandable. Um, I do think we'll probably, that'll be a beat down for Howard. I mean, beat down for us against Howard. A&T, you know, I know Tariq Cohen is still there, but I just got to think of feeling that they will not be as good as they were last year. The defense is probably going to have a big step back. I know they are losing some players, but, you know, I do think the Miak is just going to definitely uh, focus on Cohen, and I do think this game will be similar to last year's game where the offense rarely got uh, got enough uh, momentum, and, you know, we can definitely win that game between for uh, Dell State, nothing to talk about there. Morgan State, new coach, uh, they probably will have a damn year. Florida A&M, if they keep Carson Royal as a quarterback, then we'll definitely stomp them. <laughs> but uh, but I, I did see that they did recruit uh, two other quarterbacks this year. <laughs> so it'll be, a, uh, it'll be pretty uh, interesting. I think they also got Ryan Stanley there, too. He was that three-star quarterback. So we'll see. Um, South Carolina State at home. Um, I do think South Carolina, we've never, we haven't been South Carolina State in, I think, over 10 years. And I remember when Joe Taylor left, he said that until we start recruiting offensive linemen like South Carolina State does, offensive and defensive linemen like their players, then we will not be able to win in the X. And he is absolutely right. South Carolina State has had a has been very successful in the MEAC since, and I mean, 10 years ago since Joe Taylor said that. Yep. Uh, then, then we go over to Norfolk State, and my first thing is, why is it the last game of the year? I mean, and, and, and to be honest, Howard at one point was the last game of the year for us in the MEAC, and it was absolutely abominable. Me and my wife sat in those bleachers at uh, what's it? Their little stadium, I mean, whatever that little green stadium, and you know they have metal bleachers, and we froze our butts off of those metal bleachers, hmm. and we just left. We literally left at halftime, even though we live across the street. You know, it was. I thought that it was a terrible idea. You know, you do not put Memphis State at the last game of the year. You know, this is not Georgia, Georgia Tech, or you know Alabama, Auburn. You know, you don't have the climate there. Norfolk State should be in early October month, but whatever. Uh, as far as the Coastal Carolina game, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that we probably had, uh, I think before they turned FBS, we were home and home with them. And then now they're FBS, and we still have to, I guess, live out the deal, and they just put it there. I mean, hopefully that will probably be, you know, for Hampton, like, you know, a little mini bowl game, you know. It's like late November, and you know, let the team play. So uh, no, I'm, yeah. how, how, how do you yeah. get up for that game? That's I mean, I mean, yeah, you don't you get up for play, it. Play them all. Like I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what fans are driving to Conway, South Carolina, November. No, nobody. To play ain't nobody going. I don't want to go down there for almost any reason. But thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. But as I look at the schedule, we have obviously, I would say, three losses with, of course, Old Dominion, William & Mary, and South Carolina. We could get lucky with William & Mary, but we haven't. We played them, I think, what, eight or nine times. And I think the closest was that playoff game where we lost by seven points. Um, 
Yes, you know, Howard, uh, A&T, Delaware State, Morgan, SAMU, Savannah, and Norfolk State. And I would even say South Carolina State are winnable games. And if you think about that, that could, we could go undefeated, undefeated in the MEAC possibly, maybe losing one or two to South Carolina State and maybe A&T. But the, the MEAC schedule is extremely favorable, and I do think that uh, we could actually be in play if the personnel was up to snuff. Uh, for the media. Yep. Ready for the title. Yep. So, Hampton, that's a perfect segue into 2016 signing day. So we'll we'll, we'll talk about the uh, the signing day. Uh, you know, the, the acquisition. So the people that at least put their name to paper to come and play uh, for Hampton. So let me let me let me add some jump off the schedule a little bit. So I have to give props to uh, Spartan um, Spartan Ghost on the Miac fans and. Uh, he put together a listing of the 2012 signees for every uh, MEAC team. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at the Hampton signees for 2012. So there were mm-hmm. 15. Oh, yeah. yeah. I responded to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. 15 signees uh, on signing day. Uh, that's correct. 15. No, 19. Sorry. 19. Yeah, yeah. No, 15 signees, five verbals on signing yeah. day. So that's mm-hmm. uh 20 players. Of those 20, here are the guys that actually made it all the way through and made it mm-hmm. back. Miles Groom. Yeah. yeah. Carvin Johnson. He was good. He was a transfer from Michigan. Yeah. TJ Mixon. Yeah. Rayshard Riddick. Yeah. Joshua Thorne. Mm-hmm. And JJ. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That is it, man. You're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely. But that's par for the course. Like no one, no one else is like is 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 doing any better. I mean, you know, you got some, you you got to hit on certain players, but it seems like their treatment yeah. rate is pretty standard across the board. So I say all that to say, take our signings with a grain of salt because a lot of these guys won't be here and they won't, you know, make an impact. It's just it's very difficult to uh, evaluate talent. For you know, in college football anyway, but at this level, I mean, it's really a crapshoot. You know, hoping you get some guys that fall through the cracks because all the other guys yeah. that pass the eye test and all that. I mean, they're getting recruited by the big schools, so we got to hit on some some gems. And quite often, it's hit or miss. So, um, just you know, so that's always something to keep in the back of the mind. So as I'm seeing everybody talk about, oh, we got number one class, we got number two class. Like, how do you know? Like, what do you basically? Like, what is that? Right? Absolutely, it doesn't even matter because you know it's so funny. We bragged about this guy, Najee Tyler. Oh, Remember I mean, him? Yeah, six five, two thirty five, rocket on. First game against Tennessee uh, Tech. I'm talking about he was. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, and then they converted him to tight end the next game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I hate to call the kid out. I mean, obviously, he's gone from the program. But, you know, it's, you know, we were so excited about him, and then we would just watch him just crash and burn. So, you know, these, these rankings, I mean, you can take them with a grain of salt, really. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> I urge everyone to have some uh, – enthusiasm, but, you know, just keep it in perspective. These are like 16, 17-year-olds, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you never know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but, uh, yeah, this, we'll go through some of the signings and uh, you have some details on some of the dudes. So, you know, we basically have needs at every position. Um, 
Absolutely. Uh, we lose Antoine as well, which is somewhat of a shock. I mean, you know, he had the arm and all, but you know, yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. that he's he's gone. He's left the program. So he had he had the arm. I mean, his highlight tape really like shook me. It was I was so excited to see him sign, and but you know, just like we've been talking about for the past two years, he failed to uh, put on any weight. He looked, uh, it seemed that he basically just was not serious. And when we talked to other schools, uh, other uh, alums at other schools, I think uh, over at FAMU, uh, Coach Earl Holmes was recruiting him, and he stopped recruiting him because the kid wasn't serious. And so we took a, we took a bite of the apple, and it came out the apple was plain. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we're down two quarterbacks, so that's going to be interesting to see who steps up there. Um, so, you know, the way I try and evaluate these classes is, you know, just try and look at the needs and then see, you know, and look at how many players they went for at a certain position, and that kind of lets you, lets you know what the team thinks their needs are. So um, they signed five offensive linemen, uh, three wide receivers, uh, three defensive backs, two running backs, two linebackers, two quarterbacks, Two do two down linemen and one kick returner. So anything, or one one guy he uh, kicks and punts. Um, so I guess yeah. we're trying to get uh, two for one there. But the interesting thing for me, man, is that they lose the two starting linebackers. It looked like they mm-hmm. have some guys in the wings there, uh, uh, but still they got no linebackers. Um, yeah, that we are for really familiar with. And yeah. the running back field is going to be empty. I. I I think the uh, – what's the dude that got hurt in that first game, man, Kentucky State? Eric Carter. Yeah, yeah I, Eric no, Carter. I'm not betting on him. I'm I'm just uh, – the young man, I mean, he really tore his knee up from the, the looks of things. So yeah. I, I would be surprised if he, if he came back. So the places where we are pretty barren, we didn't get much. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, maybe they got the guys in the weight room and they're getting bulked up, but – um, the places where you think they actually need help, um, those are places where they didn't really fill a lot of holes. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they fill it out. There's still a lot of time to go transfers and all that other stuff. But uh, you have some uh, – what's your thoughts on the signing day, Hampton Knight? Or just the – You know what? General. I try not to focus on the, the individuals because, like I said, it's a crap yeah. man. But what's your thoughts, man? Um, you know what? You, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. You know, they went off and went after uh, – uh, positions that they desperately needed, and of course, offensive line. I don't. I think we were pretty decent on offensive line pass protecting. I do think that we did have a problem with the running game somewhat. And um, you see, we signed five offensive linemen, and you know, we do have some. I would say some. We still have some. Uh, we we did lose a, a few guys. Uh, I think we did lose. We lost a center, and I think a tackle, and maybe a guard, but. I do see that we did sign, I would say, I don't know if they're quality guys, but of course I'm sure they look good. But uh, I do think that was a concern for Maynard. And if you think about it, since we brought Antoine, who is going to be our bona fide starter for the next year, and they are basically betting on the running game. because so they probably do not want that quarterback passing too much. So they need those spread, you know, those guys with a big butt to push. <laughs> yeah. And so... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, of course, you know, the three wide receivers, you know, we did lose, I think, Riddick, uh, Gooding, and I think uh, uh, a couple other players. 
And, I mean, I know they're young, but some of these players, I think, uh, could actually contribute early. And But, you know, it, it's what you say, a crapshoot. So we don't know there. And then we've, of course, gotten two running backs. One is a bit of a scat back and the other guy's a power back. And, you know, that's to compliment, compliment Carter. But, you know, we do not know Carter's status. And, you know, the other running backs behind Carter, we have no idea. We've never even seen them play. So, you know, you know, so it's going to be a little interesting. Of course, then we got the linebackers. And I know we do have Jamari Cord, who's on the roster. You know, he's a bit undersized. And then we do have Devin Johnson, who I really, I think, as the season came on, he started to play a, little, a lot better. And he's still young. And, of course, the two quarterbacks that they signed, one is a Juco kid. And, you know, as judging by his film, you know, he has a live arm, not quite Antoine-like, but, you know, he did put their ball into uh, a lot of tight windows. Uh, he did seem a lot really poor as like a pocket guy, so I was really impressed with him. Then, of course, I think they had another understudy. You know, he was uh, a younger, more mo- mobile quarterback. He was like six foot one. You know, I really liked him. Um, seemed like he liked him. Uh, he looked like he was more of a scrambler more than anything, but, I mean, some of these players are actually going to be playing time, you know, especially those quarterbacks and probably those running backs. And I just hope that the veterans or the the upperclassmen could provide more of a, uh, I would say, you know, some leadership role so that they could actually, actually gel and blossom. You know, but it's going to be interesting here for Hampton this year. Yeah, and as every program has their off-season program, you know, weightlifting and all that stuff, I mean, one thing that I did notice is that the fill-ins on defense, um, when they came in, they were small. Um, You know, they were young, so I'm just hoping that, you know, they're really hitting the weights, putting on some of that, you know, good good, uh, muscle and drinking the muscle milks and eating steaks and chicken. So they can, um, you know, get some more weight um, and 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 be a little bit more uh, stout at the point of attack. So that'll be a good sign. Absolutely. You know, maybe at that spring game to see how guys have been hitting the weights, and that'll make me feel a little bit better about next year. Absolutely. I saw Luke Butler. Of course, you follow him on social media, and he does post a lot of updates on the players. Literally, I think he had. Um, he had at least about, I think, what, 25, uh, 30 scholarship players there for the summer. So, you know, I mean, their work is hard. Um, I just, you know, I just hope that we have a good four players that could actually help these younger guys gel. And because you think about it now, we got a young team. Last year's team was, I would say, a senior, a senior laden team. And now the juniors are coming up really haven't had a lot of playing time. So it's going to be an interesting year. I do think that we have talent in certain areas, of course, on the offensive line, um, and, of course, on the defensive line. And, you know, and I would say even the secondary is talented. So we have those pieces there, but, like, serious pieces like running back, quarterback, you know, like a tight end, I would say a – a tight end, you know, those are the pieces that, you know, we would really need to bring out more. So I would say it's probably a six to seven win team if everything is clicking. 
And I think that would be enough to win the match. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And But, you know, the good thing is that, I mean, Maynard, the teams are always in it. So hopefully in, in, yeah. in year three they can figure out how to win the games. And, um and uh, steal somebody, steal some wins instead of giving some away like they've done the past couple of years. So hopefully, he's he they bought into, you know, his way of thinking you know, as far as winning and preparing and, and finishing out these games. And then one other thing for Old Dominion, I think that game is going to be competitive. Uh, for some reason, you know, look at the last two games where Hampton has played a really stout team early on the past two years. They played well. I mean, the first time they played Old Dominion, they were in that game. They could have won it. Um, and then Richmond, we had Richmond on the ropes last year. So I think they're going to come out strong. The offense is very diverse. They do a lot of things. So it takes a while for the defense to catch up. So I think they got a chance to fool Old Dominion and, and make that game a little bit more competitive than what folks would think. But, again, I'm looking forward to that William & Mary game <laughs> to see, you know, if we are just a little bit more stout and are ready for, a, you know, a physical style of play. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And I do think, yeah, we always play. The first game is, is you know, it's always going to be the game where the team, right, the, the team is actually 100% focused. I'm not saying that they are for the next game, but it's always that first game because it's the first one on the schedule. I do think William & Mary would probably pretty much be a spirited contest again because we have never beat William & Mary. You know, they have always had... I mean, Jimmy Laycock has always filled an excellent team. And, you know, when the Joe Taylor years, you know, I think that Joe Taylor sometimes had more talent than Jimmy Laycock, but he had the body. He had the attrition. He could just throw his kids at us. And, you know, we we had three kids that would go through it. But, um, yeah, we had kids that, you know, went to the NFL. And, you know, he just had guys that were, <laughs> I would just say, you know, just body. So I mean, I want to I I want to win one game and hopefully, I mean I don't see it this year, but hopefully soon. <laughs> yep, agree, agree. So let us hope, let us hope this year is the year. So yep, be interesting. Spring game coming up soon. Hopefully some more late signees, and we'll we'll talk about those things as they happen. So hey man, let's jump over to the the big news. Uh, Hampton Sports past week or so is a lacrosse team now. Full disclosure, I don't know anything about lacrosse. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll learn that now that the Pirates are playing so uh, or, or fielding a team. But, uh, you know, it, it is pretty historic. Folks are pretty excited about it. Got a lot of good exposure uh, because of the, the lacrosse team. Um, so, yeah, the first ever Division One lacrosse team at an HBCU uh, this year. Um SportsCenter was live at Armstrong to, uh, you know, talk about the first game and really talk about the significance of the game and a lot of good press uh, for the university in general. So that was a good look. Um, team lost to Roberts Wesleyan 20-3. to So, uh, but, you know, it, it really wasn't about the score. It was really just about kicking the program off and, and, and starting that whole tradition as far as lacrosse goes. And um, I do know it is gaining in popularity. Now, down here, I, I, I never hear anything about lacrosse um, down in North Carolina, of course. But when I lived up in D.C., I you know I hadn't left too long ago. It was pretty popular. Like I know, you know, folks, black folks with kids who are actually playing lacrosse. So it'll be cool that you know Hampton could actually be an option and a place where you know folks can come play 
and uh, you know earn scholarship and 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 help make the school competitive. So I think it's going to be a good look, and it'll attract some new you know some new students to to Hampton. So seems like a win-win, man. And any are you a lacrosse fan? Any you know anything about the sport? You know what? I really do not, man. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I really, you know, what's so funny about this whole lacrosse thing is, I mean, I know it's an upper-middle-class sport, you know. I mean, I do kind of look at Hampton as an upper-middle-class university. (laughs) You know, I mean, with Dr. Harvey, of course. And, you know, it's only fitting that, you know, Hampton has it. And, of course, I think Morehouse has it. They have a club sport, and I know Howard has a women's club um, sport as well. But, I mean, I do, I am extremely proud of Hampton for doing it. I'm excited to see that we have diversity in the actual sport. But, I mean, I'm going to just say this, too, you know, like what Chris Rock said, being the first to anything, you know, and you're black is the worst. (laughs) 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 And, you know, it's just like, you know, I I, I love seeing the sports center coverage of, you know, of Armstrong Stadium and the cross team. I love the story. I love even love Dr. Harvey selling the university. Of course he does. You know, that's him. Right? He's a hustler. But, you know, I mean, I just, my whole thing about this lacrosse thing is I just, I just don't, I'm tired of trying to prove that, like, oh, we could do your stuff too, you know. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm happy that it's there. I'm happy that we offer it, you know, I'll, I'm happy that we give more opportunities for black kids to try other things, but to me, it's no big deal. I I love it though, cool, you know, enjoy it. But outside of that, I'm just like, hey, this is another sport. Yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, I, have, I have some other thoughts about you know why why we're actually trying to add these other sports. I mean. You know, we've talked about it, and other folks, you know, really are still wondering about the MIAC long term, right? So mm-hmm. we gotta find another home. We gotta diversify. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you know, we we gotta have our portfolio. And it, I'm not saying I agree with it either, but you know, we have to be attractive so we can find another home in case you know the MIAC is not a fit. Um, so you know. You know, we got to have some other offerings. So, and, you know, this isn't this isn't a, a pure nostalgic move. There's a business. Uh, yeah, this, this is a business. Yeah, absolutely. It's Harvey, right? <laughs> you know, the team. Yeah. There's a, there's a calculation here um, rather than, hey, we just want to fill this team. So it'll be interesting to see. But, you know, there, there's other motives here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, I mean, I mean, this is all a business, and, I mean, Hampton played it well with the actual uh, free publicity from ESPN, you know. So, I mean, I'm happy about it, but at the end of the day, I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean, yeah, we got lacrosse, you know. I mean, we have lacrosse, but, I mean, we have a a stadium where the players have to actually exit the stadium and go to a locker room. You know, I mean, (laughs) you know, so, I mean, I'm like, if you really want to be that type of program, then, you know, you I mean, I mean, and I know a lot of it falls on the alumni, you know, just the interest might not be there, you know, to really to uh, spruce up Armstrong or, and I've even heard talk, increasingly talk about, you know, the vacant field next to Armstrong, they could have put a stadium there, but no, 
is what it is, you know. I mean, I'm happy for it, the lacrosse team, but at the end of the day, being the first of anything, you know, black, you know, I'm not really a fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to blaze the trail. <laughs> Somebody got to blaze the trail, but, you know, <laughs> you know, it, the, the the path is always fraught with, you know, obstacles and, no and stuff. <laughs> No doubt. I, I figure, man, if if I if they if they make their way down here to North Carolina, I'll check them out. But uh, I'll have to read up on the rules before before I go. <laughs> but uh, man, that's cool, man. So hey, that's the show, man. You got anything else to add? I think it's been uh, pretty packed and informative. But uh, you know what? That's pretty much it. You know, I mean, I'm just. I'm very excited about men's and women's basketball. I do think this could be the year that we both win the MIAC crown. And you know, you know what? I'm 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 optimistic about the football team. You know, even though of course these aren't splash players that um, uh, are recruited, these look like pieces. You know, I mean, they might. I mean, we might oh, half of these players might even suit up this year, or might not suit up ever, but. They seem like uh, pretty good players, but we'll see, you know. I mean, I'm happy for the lacrosse, and we'll just see how it plays out, you know. Yep, <laughs> indeed. So, hey, man, good looking out, and um, we'll be back at some point in time. So, as always, folks, follow us on SoundCloud, follow us on Twitter, hupirateship.com, and uh, at least that way you find out when there's a new podcast coming along. So, thanks, everybody, and uh, we'll catch up with you later.